Jesus at 12 years old has been about his father's business, right? So as we hear about Jesus, we begin to see now uh, the ministry is manifesting, his, his ministry is unfolding right now. And, and right now his mother says uh, uh, they are out, with, out of wine. And, and Jesus compliments, not compliments, but he says to her, my hour has not yet come. Hour is very important. This signifies Jesus' hour wasn't an hour. He was talking about his hour in regards to purpose, the, 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 the accumulation of, 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 of his whole identity, his own essence, his own reason for living. And when you look at this, it almost can make you mindful that there will be people that will force you to do things outside of your hour. What are some things that has an hour or a special moment to them? An hour of power. What are some things that, that are very significant that happens on a specific hour and a specific day in a specific week? Birthday. birthday yep. Yeah. Why are birthdays so significant? Remind, remind, uh, remembering your birth. What's another hour, an hour of power that, that we all look forward to or or, or significant? Go ahead, Miles. Christmas. Why Christmas? Yep, yep. Jesus and, you know, presents, etc. What's another last one? We do things in three. So what's, what's another? Go ahead, Justin. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Wait, you know, let's listen. I'm excited about next week. <laughs> I'm excited, man. Dressing. Macaroni and cheese. Sweet potato. Sweet potato. Yams. Col- now, if I come back big in January, just, just, just you know, it is, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? If I come back like, dang, was there, they can't get through the dope. You know why. But Thanksgiving, right? And so there are significant hours. Listen up real quick. There's significant hours where things happen. What was Jesus' hour? What was the significant hour for Jesus? No, what was, what was the moment that happened within an hour span that was that significant to the whole faith? His death, right? Was Jesus' purpose to heal the sick? Was his ultimate purpose to turn this water into wine? Was his ultimate purpose to preach a good message? His ultimate purpose was for that hour of power, which was his death, right? Because he knew everything had to align for this hour. There's going to come a time where you're going to experience a lot of hours. There's going to be an hour where you're going to be at an altar and there's a preacher in front of you. And that hour is when you and your husband, you and your wife, uh, 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 get married. It's going to be an hour where when, when you hear a baby come out, there's, there's an hour. Uh, that hours will never be forgotten when my daughter was born, when I, when I got married to my There are certain hours that are significant that's leading to the main hour of my power in regards to what I was sent here to do. And so as young people, we have to be cognizant of, of is everything pushing and heading towards that hour? Let me give me something. Give me a day, an hour that you are excited to be in. Yes. Nighttime. Nighttime. Eight o'clock. Give me something like as far as in the future, like purpose driven. What? Yeah. Going to college. So that's going to be an hour where you're going to be with your with your luggage. You know what I mean? You in your dorm room, right? I can remember my first. Uh, day at college, I remember my first day going into my dorm, seeing my roommate. And I was like, I'm never gonna have a roommate. In three weeks, I didn't have a roommate because I was like, man, I can't, I can't do this. I remember my first day at college. I will never forget that hour 
where I came into college. What's another hour or a moment that you guys are looking forward to? First job. First job. And, and why you say that? I remember my first, uh, my first job. I was doing construction ever since I was like 13, 14. Yeah, we was doing good. Construction, we was making, well, for a kid back in my day, $250 a week was good. But I was doing uh, construction work, all that kind of stuff. So I, I can remember my first day working a job, and when I never necessarily work at a job, but receiving money from the job. So that was a significant hour. Can I get one more? What's another hour of power that you're excited to have your feet present in? First car. First car. And why you say car? You go wherever you want. Go wherever you want. You tired? You tired of you know your mama saying we're gonna go out, we're gonna go shopping, and next thing you know, you you still in the same gro- uh, grocery store, still in the same uh, place for five hours when your mom said we're just gonna be there for thirty minutes. You see how parents be doing? So what I'm trying to say is, is that all these hours in our life is leading up to these big hours of moments. I don't know when my hour is going to be for another viral video. I don't know when my hour is going to be uh, um, um, for me to uh, make my first meal. I don't know when that hour is going to be for me to do uh, 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 to impact the world for God. So I don't know when those hours are going to come. But I, got, I want to make sure that I maximize these hours so that when it's time to get to my hours of power, I'm not sour. The issue is... The reason why we don't maximize hours is because we're too sour. What does sour mean? Hmm? What does sour mean? So we'll look it up for me. What's sour mean? Besides uh, uh, sweet and sour, you know, like sour as far as taste. Sour as far as attitude. Gotcha. That's good. So sour <laughs> means I'm just not feeling it. Whatever, whatever. Go ahead, go ahead. What you got? It's a, negative a negative outlook. Yeah, thank you. I like, I like words. So negative outlook. What are some examples of negative outlooks on life? Death. death. Why'd you say death? Because people perceive it as the worst thing possible. Yep. Worst thing. Another thing. What's another negative outlook in life? What's a, uh, another negative, an example of a negative outlook on life? So want to stay in, stay, uh, uh, fit in, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's another, out, another, out, negative, another negative outlook? Addictions? Yeah, just a sadness or whatever it is, right? So outlook, another word for outlook is worldview. And perspective. How you see the world determines how you are performing these moments. You can ruin these hours. These hours can be non-existent if you're not persistent or consistent, right? A lot of us have a, a bad outlook on life. We're not confident in ourselves. We don't believe that we're capable for success. But one thing that I love about about how God has shifted my mindset is now that I don't know. I'm excited about these hours of life. I'm excited. Um, It's crazy how I've already passed the hour that I was once excited about. I remember, uh, you know, Facebook, they, well, y'all don't do Facebook, but Facebook's for, well, yeah, you do. But Facebook, when you do memories, right? I had a memory recently. I think I saved it on my phone. 
I'm going to see if I can find it. But it said 13 years ago, I said these words. Let me see if I can find it. It, it is hilarious. Let me see if I saved it all the way. Uh, let me see. 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 So basically what I said is this. 13 years ago, it said, I'm waiting for Miss Azzy. 13 years ago, I wrote that on my Facebook status. I said, you know, I'm waiting on Miss Azzy. That's crazy. 13 years ago. There was an hour where I was contemplating being sour, where it was like, oh, man, singleness. I just can't wait to meet my, you know what I'm saying, my lady. And then there was a day that came when I was speaking in my Bible study. And my, there was an hour where my wife came into what I was doing. So let me tell you something about things in life. Power wants power. Everything's about energy. Right. So power must match power. So I tell people this all the time. It's like, if you really want to attract the thing that you want, you got to match it in power. The reason why it's important for us to magnify God and to grow in God so that we can become a magnet. What's the, what's the purpose of a magnet? To attract. to attract. Right? If I had a small magnet, can I pull a car with it? I got to get a magnet the size of the car to pull the car. All right? The reason why we're not pulling in certain things, the reason why things are not coming into our lives, the reason why a lot of things that we desire to have is, is, is not coming in is because we we're not magnet enough. We don't magnify God enough. Because when you magnify, someone look at the definition of magnify. Can someone look it up for me? Magnify. Samaj, so, so appreciate you. Magnify. Go ahead, Justin. Uh, making something appear larger than it is, especially with the lens of light. Is that definition talking about making God bigger or making God bigger to us? Bigger to us. So God is saying, man, I don't, I don't, I'm not growing. God is not tr trying to be 6'8". <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God is not crying about, oh, I'm not. God is, is a spirit. God is all-encompassing. He's, he's full of power, right? And so what, what magnifying is, I got to make God bigger than me because God is already big. And so if you view God small, you will never get the big things from God because you won't have enough faith to believe it. If my viewpoint on God is that small, but God is that big, then I'm only going to be able to have the things at the level of my belief. Right. But if I magnify God with a magnifying glass, magnifying glass makes small letters bigger to help me read. That means when I magnify God, I'm making him bigger to myself, that I, my faith is growing, that I believe that I can be successful, that I believe in him, that I can do all things according to his riches and glory, that, 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 that he's the one significant. Right. So when I magnify him and he becomes the right size for me and he becomes the right uh, 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 viewpoint for me, that I become bigger Then when my faith is bigger and my belief is bigger, that I can then begin to draw the things that I need to have in my life to fulfill my purpose. The reason why we don't bring things in because the devil wants you sour in your hour. How many hours have you wasted being sour, being sad, being depressed, being in, in, in various, various forms of comparison and, and, and doubt and uh, not believing in yourself? How many of us wasted so many hours being sour, being on Instagram or not even being sour, just being whatever? 
but we're not maximizing those hours with the end goal in mind. What did you do with the hours of yesterday? Don't even answer this out loud, but how many, how many of us wasted more hours than we made productive yesterday? That's something serious. Because if we want to have college success or, or, or entrepreneurial endeavors and, have, and make a lot of money and, and be able to get whatever car I want, let me tell you something about these things. It, any of us can get to these things. Any, every single one in here, every single person in this room can go to some kind of college, whether it's D18 college. Somebody's, anybody in here can go to college, right? Anybody can go get a job. Anybody can go get a car. You, you can go get a car for $400 right now if you want to. It might not get you nowhere, but you got you a car. The goal is not how to get it, it's how to what? Keep it. You don't want to just make it, you want to manage it. The issue is we have aspirations to get, but we don't have aspirations to keep. What you do with your hours determine how powerful you are in the hours you desire to be in. So what are some other purpose? Like we got a lot of athletes in here. A lot of people say, hey, man, hey, I want to go to the NFL. I want to go to the NBA. Do you know what it takes? Do you know what kind of power you got to have? Like that one kid, a first round draft pick for the San Antonio Spurs. Got cut because he had no self-control, showing himself to women at the job. This guy lost an opportunity because he didn't have enough power. The Bible says, I don't give you a spirit of fear, but of what? Power, love, and a sound mind. He lost an opportunity. He got to the league, but couldn't even get to the preseason. But some of us right now are practicing bad habits hourly, Making us sour, making us distasteful to God. God said, I can't even chew through. I can't even use you. You're not even, you're not even worth me even, even using because you're too sour. What happens when you eat sour candy? Face get contorted. <clears throat> Your face get all whatever. I, I never really was a fan of sour candy. But imagine if, if God was to bite from your life and really was to engage in your life. And it's a sour experience. Have you ever been around somebody whose attitude is always sour? And you're like, fam, is, it, is life really that bad, fam? Right? <clears throat> but if I maximize these hours, knowing my time, what I love about Jesus, says, my, he said, my hour has not yet come. There's some level of resistance where you say, hey, man, I'm not even going to let you force me. Like relationships or friendships or, or certain jobs or money avenues, it's not my time yet. Right now, I know it's not my time yet. When it comes to ministry aspirations and entrepreneurial aspirations, I'm smart enough to know it's not my time. And that's okay. But just because it's not your time yet doesn't mean it's not your time yet. I still got to prepare. What are some things you got to do daily, generally, are good preparational type things to do in order to be just generally successful? What are some things we have to do hourly, habitually, not all hours, but we should do just about every, we should use some of the hours every day to do to ensure that I have the power for my hour. What are some of those things? So mastery. Mastery has become a lost art. Mastery means I don't just do it till I get it wrong. I do it till I can't. No, the, the, the one thing about mastery is not, I forgot the quote, the quote says, uh, Mastery is not doing it till you get it right. 
Mastery is doing it till you can't get it wrong. Meaning that I'm so efficient, I'm so good at what I do, that it's hard for me to get it wrong, that I'm a master. That's why I never pick on people, because I don't know who's a black belt. <laughs> black belts be little small people. You be like, they be skinny and small, and, and you be like, uh, me, big dude, be like, I can, I can take him. Man, you don't know, you don't got hit 50 times in the face, because that person's a master. Mastery. What's another thing that we should do every day? Use some of our hours every day to do to ensure that we have the power we need for the hour we need to be who we need to be. Practice. So that goes with mastery. Yep. What else? We'll stick with mastery. Can someone look up the definition of Samaji or Justin? Look up the definition of mastery for me. Just for the sake of the room. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Miles. Mm-hmm. The upper hand. Mastery means I will always have the upper hand where I'm at. That I'm so good at what I do that I'm, I have the upper hand. Now, what's your craft? What are you supposed to be good at? We talked about how inside of you is everything you need to be who you need to be. Everything. You don't have to get anything new on the inside. All the stuff that the Holy Spirit wants you, he got everything he needs in there. The only thing that needs to be renewed is your mind so that you'll know how to use what it is inside of you. But mastery means if you are skilled at words, your, your job every day should be in a book. Every day I'm reading. I want my vocabulary stretched. I want to be able to uh, uh, pronunciate or uh, enunciate whatever the word is, my words. I want to be more strategic with my words. So therefore, I have to be around words. You see what I'm saying? If I want better people skills, I got to be around people still, right? So mastery means that, that I'm going to take whatever I can to get the upper hand on the enemy. Because right now, there's somebody who's better than you. That's just real talk. Somebody got the mindset right now. That's why this generation, the, the, one of the downfalls of this generation is that they talk too much. They brag too much. They, 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 they compare themselves to lower competition to make them feel high. But you don't know who you really are until you play somebody up here. If I play some fourth grader in basketball and I come in here today and be like, I dropped four in the fourth grader. All day, I dropped four in the fourth grade. I dropped four in the fourth grade. I dropped four in the fourth grade. Y'all gonna be like, Mr. Ez, you insecure. But I'm scared to play somebody up here. Mastery says, hey man, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna exhaust as many hours as possible. To build the power possible to do the impossible. You need power. If I get up on that squat rack and I ain't lifted in five months and try to lift what I lifted five months, that thing's gonna have me on the floor. I gotta spend my hours better. I gotta know what hour I want to have. There's an hour of purpose where it promotion's gonna happen for me. Things going to happen. And the thing about you have the process is what does God want to make happen for me that I'm not making happen for me? 
One day y'all gonna get married. One day you're gonna y'all gonna have some kids. One day you're gonna. These are things God has in the books for you. Uh, some of y'all, He has marriage in the books for you. He has kids in the books for you. He has uh, success in the books for you, as far as career, etc. He has uh, promotion in the books for you. These are specific hours that He has already established for you. But these things become canceled. Even though you may still do this, you may still have kids, you may still get married, but it won't last three years. It won't last long because of what you're doing with these hours. Now, these hours count. They're your life. What do we say? We spell time L-I-F-E. Like fam, like I say this all the time. Whatever you spend your time in, make sure you're earning in. Like if you're going to spend time on this device, read articles, read books. If you're going to spend seven hours a day in a phone, you got to make sure that you are spending these hours that may pay you later. There's a lot of things. Uh, for instance, I spent a lot of hours on YouTube, a lot of hours. Did I get paid for all those hours on YouTube? No. But one hour, one video took off, money started happening. So some things you're going to be doing without compensation, right? But you still got to have dedication. A lot of people say, I, I want money for my hour. Jobs pay you $17 an hour, $20 an hour to work, right? The goal is to buy back your hours. Why? Why, why is it important to buy back your hours? So number one, you want, to, you want to make money. You want to make money hourly for your time. But do, wealth, do, do people who work hourly build wealth? No. Why? There's only one stream, yeah, one stream of income. And what happens by the time they get home? They're too tired. They're too tired to work on their mastery. See, right now, when I get off work from here, I go home, uh, you know, kiss my wife, kiss my baby girl. I go right to taking a nap. Because I gotta do that, I gotta do that night shift with my daughter. As soon as I wake up, I'm reading. While she's on the bed with me, while I'm watching her, I'm reading books. I'm watching entrepreneurs. I'm, 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 I'm just studying because I know, hey, I, I, I don't want to be working for somebody hourly every day. My goal in life is to take eight hours of working somewhere and cut it in half to three to four. Buying back your hours are important. So you want to work that job, make your money, get your money. But you have to have a goal that says one day I'm a bad buy back my time. Listen, you, you want to be in a position where you can go to London if you want to go to London. And you can stay in London however long you want to stay in London. You, you want to go to uh, Cabo, you can go to Cabo for months if you want to. You can go to Nigeria for two, for a little, wherever you want to go. Because you bought back your hours. What Jesus did in one hour bought back all of our hours. All the sins that I did, how many hours I did sin, what he did in one hour. Consumed all my sinful hours. Giving me hope to now do better with my current hours so I can have the power of the Holy Ghost to do what I'm supposed to do. So buying back my hours are important. Because if you are getting paid hourly and you're wasting your hours, you are a slave. Everybody in this room is a slave. Slavery didn't end because we're not in the cotton fields no more. Slavery is not over. Slavery is not physical no more. We're not picking cotton no more. You know, we're picking cotton. Do you know 80% of the U.S. dollar, the paper is made out of cotton? 
Do you know money, the paper that we spend money on, is made out of cotton? So now we cotton picking and stuff that we weren't even supposed to be picked to be in. Because we want to make money, we want to whatever, and we're slaves mentally. We ain't in nobody's plantation, we're in a devil's spiritual plantation, wasting hours for stuff that has no eternal value. If you was to die today and stand for God, what could you give him back? If God would say, today's your day, what, 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 what will he get from you right now? Right now, right now, what would he say? You know how, you know how it is when you're at the restaurant and you, you know, you'd be like, oh, man, I don't, I don't got it. <laughs> and you stand up for God, hold on, God, I think I did something. I'm up that pocket empty. Uh, maybe got that pocket empty. That pocket empty. And you have nothing to give God. And God said, I gave you 15 years of life, 15 years of life, 16 years of life, and you have nothing for eternity? Do you know we're all going to be held accountable for what we did with our hours? Do you know how gracious and, 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 and great having hours, having time of life is? Life is not just about coasting. It's not about just, I went to school came back home, I got on the game, I got on the phone with my girl, I got la la la. But when it comes to eternity, you have a regional level of mastery to give the master anything to work with. Right now, I'm just a toolbox. You're just a toolbox that God rump, rumbles through to see if I, you know, you know how it is, you've seen TV shows and they have that helper and they were like, hey, give me a wrench. And there's a wrench. Give me a screwdriver. Give me a screwdriver. If God was to reach his hand over to you and say, hey, can you give me a book? Can you give me uh, 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 whatever, whatever it is? And you'd be like, ah, I don't believe that I can do that. If I asked it from you and I actually put it in you, how are you going to question what I asked for? How many people in this room doubt that they are supposed to be whatever it is that they will have that one day? Do you think... When I was in these seats, I think I sat right, was I, I sat right there, whatever, in this room, my 11th grade year. I didn't know that one day I was going, brother, it's crazy, bro. We told you that God doesn't do things in straight lines. We say he does things in what? Circles. Full circle. I didn't know sitting there that I'd be standing here one day. That, that, that blows my mind. You don't know where your feet are right now. Where the full circle is going to happen. And so we're so focused on God. Just get me to here. <clears throat> no, God says, man, <clears throat> I want cycles through you. So that you'll begin to see, man, this moment was significant for you. Right now, whatever, when somebody in this room or somebody listening on YouTube, somebody listening to my podcast right now, this hour of me giving from the power of the Holy Ghost is helping somebody. Every hour counts. So sitting there one day, now standing here one day, speaking into ninth graders, man, that blows my mind. Knowing that my office was once my Spanish classroom and my desk is right there by the same window I used to look out of. You don't know what these hours are. You don't know what friendships you're making right now. My first day at college, I met some of my, I said I met uh, some of my lifelong friends in college. That I already know that we're going to do purpose together. That's crazy. On my first day of school in college, I met lifelong friends. At, this, at my YMCA job, I met uh, uh, um, 
uh, uh, an assistant principal at an elementary school that says, I want a BMT. Can you, do you, do you want to work at a school? That was significant because I didn't even know I was called to schools. I've been working at schools for seven years now. I didn't know. But what if I, there was a time I didn't like the YMCA. I don't want to work here no more. I'm tired of these long hours. I'm tired of closing, uh, closing up and, and driving home late and dealing with grumpy people and being a manager of a facility. I, didn't, I got tired, but that job, me maximizing those hours there, counterpulled me into the school system. So what I'm saying is, is that all hours count. That's why you should count your hours. What did I do with this hour? Every night, I do this, and I think you all should do this. Every night, you should look at every hour you spent that day. All 24. And then write out what you did each hour. And then right over here, how would you profit for what you did that hour? Anything that is not going to profit you, you got to start making some adjustments. If you're going to be on the phone with somebody, if you're going to uh, be friends with somebody, if you're going to do anything with your time, you better make sure it's worth it. Because these hours, you know, listen, I can get money back. If I wasn't, you can get, a, you can get an X back, you can get money back. <clears throat> you can get a job back. But there's some things you can get back. But you know what you never can, you know what you can't never get back? Time. Wasted time. So imagine what all you can do in the hours that's not yet your hour of power. Jesus said, man, woman, <laughs> you know, my hour has not yet come. You know, Jesus was thinking, I'm going to look at the commentary here for, I think I wrote some here. Jesus addressed for his mother woman as an expression of polite distance as he is question, question her. Meaning Jesus' own mama at this point wasn't rocking with him. People don't understand that. There were some parts where his, uh, the disciples came and said, yo, mama and brother looking for you. And she's like, who's my mother? Who's my brother? Except for those in the kingdom. So Jesus knew not even, let, not even let his mom influence him. How many of you are right now, your mom and dad got a chokehold on your purpose? Sometimes you got to say, no, don't do that now. You gotta, she, she's not your mother no more. She's, your, she's just a woman. He ain't your father no more. That's just a man. Because anything that's not a part of God's plan, you're just a woman or a man. A mother is one who nurtures a father is one who instructs. If they ain't doing that, they ain't your mother or your brother or your, or your father. They're not nurturing you. They're not instructing you. So you shouldn't give them too much power over what you do in your hours because if you do, you'll become sour. How many of you all sour right now because you feel pressure to be a lawyer, pressure to be a doctor, pressure to go to college, and you're like, that ain't even what I'm supposed to do. Jesus even said to his mother, you ain't my, you a woman to me because you ain't even trying to nurture my gift. You ain't even trying to nurture me right now. It says here, Jesus addressed for his mother, woman, as an expression of polite. He was, being, he was being polite, as is his question to her. My hour has not yet come. In John, Jesus' hour is the time of his crucifixion, at which time is saving work is accomplished. Saving work. Your work is supposed to save somebody. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching as if you're drowning. That's why I go so hard. Do you know I've been up since 1030 last night? I ain't been asleep. My wife was talking about she tired. So I've been up since 1030 holding my child. And I'm still giving you with no sleep because somebody here, this is saving them. 
Saving them from wasting more hours. Saving them from becoming sour. Helping them to have the power to one day accomplish a, a, a saving work for somebody else. Right now, I gotta be present for my daughter. It's a saving work. I don't want my daughter growing up because her dad was too busy to hold her. Dad was not there for her to, to be out there in the arms of somebody else. That's a saving work. Meaning that just like Jesus' crucifixion, open up saving work, I gotta crucify myself to save, to do a saving work. That means I gotta die to myself. I got to die to me, crucify me, so that saving work can happen. Saving work is meaning that I'm dying to myself so I can save someone else. Jesus said, my hour has not yet come. Don't, for, don't try to push me to do something I, don't, I may not want to do right now. Don't, don't question me. This ain't my hour. It says... Uh, at this point in his ministry, because of people's misconceptions about the coming Messiah, Jesus chooses not to reveal himself openly to Israel, though uh, he does perform numerous messianic signs. Even this miracle is done quietly. Compared to the other Gospels, John places less emphasis on Jesus' public ministry and more emphasis on his private ministry to specific individuals. So you see, quiet hours leads to loud hours. What you do when nobody's watching will determine when all eyes are on you. Jesus would, listen, people who boast about everything they do, people who talk big about everything they do, ain't going to do big stuff long. It's the quiet ones. It's the one that says, I love the off season. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I love the off season. Um, get your note, fam. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. The most important season in athletics is not the postseason. It's not the season, not the preseason. The most important season in athletics is the offseason. Why? It shows who you are. If I don't put the work in in the offseason, I'll be out, out, out the postseason. It's my offseason. Offseason is where I get my conditioning. Offseason when I get my strength, Kobe said this, uh, I think his first run in the, in the championship, was it? I think so, or in the playoffs. Uh, he airballed two airballs, right? I don't know if it was the finals, but he airballed two free throws. Not free throws, but three-pointers. He said, I didn't have enough legs under me. I didn't have enough strength in my legs. So what do you think he did a whole offseason? He transited. Jordan talked about how he went through the Detroit Pistons. Uh, and, and how they kept pushing him around and they kept, oh, sorry, but he, they keep moving him around. He, what did Michael Jordan do? He got a strength trainer. He said, man, listen, I got to get stronger because I have a goal. If you want to be the greatest of all time in what you do, you got to stop being a donkey if you want to be a goat. Now, you got to stop being an a, 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 a animal that ain't even, right? You want to be something or put in the work enough to say, you know what? I'm going to strive. To be the greatest of all time, what I do? My mindset is I want to be the second greatest speaker of all time. The first one is Jesus. I said after him, I want to be the most influential, most impactful speaker for believers and non-believers of my generations, just like he was. That's my mindset. Because if I shoot, I don't even believe the stars, but if I shoot for the dome, <laughs> I can fall into the cloud. So my mindset has to say, man, listen. 
I got, I got a, what I do in silence, what I do when no one's watching, the oil that's pressed in these quiet hours, the, the strength that's made in these quiet hours, when it's time for me to perform, God will get the glory from me. I think it says some other stuff here. It says, uh, uh, well, that's more, more stuff about the wine and whatnot. Uh, I think we're almost done. What time? What time we got here? Any questions? My challenge to you is to determine the hours you want to spend enjoying life. And then ask yourself, the hours that I want to be in, do they match the hours I'm currently in? Do the hours that I'm currently in, are they the building block hours for the building, for the building that I want to spend my life or spend hours in? Name some things real quickly that you want to spend thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of hours doing. A bunch of hours doing. Being with your family. So, huh? Business. One more. Uh, family, business, and what else? Athletics. So, family. If I do a dumb decision right now, I can lose my family. So now what these hours are, I got to make sure I keep accountability. I got to make sure that I have my mindset straight so that I can have a 30, 40, 50 year marriage. What was the second thing? Business. Business for you. You got to say, hey, what am I doing with these hours? Am I reading books on business? Am I fall? Like if you go to my Instagram, it's all food and business. Food and business. <laughs> food and business. That's all I was on. Food. I love food. But business, I want to study the game. Why, why, why they do that differently? You want to say, am I doing everything I can right now to make sure that I can spend thousands and thousands of hours being successful in business? What was the last thing we said? Athletics. Athletics. Listen, man, if you don't take care of your body, if you don't spend hours eating right, resting right, training, training right, you're going to end up like Anthony Davis. This man, he has spurts of greatness. But because you know, you know what's killing y'all kids right now? Real talk. It's AAU. Why do you think Luca can come from Europe, play no AAU, and be so durable? Uh, <clears throat> who else were? Uh, all the international players are durable. Um, name some Europe, European players real quickly. Dirk Nowitzki, 20 years. Luca getting busy. But when you play a bunch of basketball, you know what happens to your, your uh, ligaments and your bones? They become brittle. So in order for you to have your season of power, you got to maximize the hidden hours. And that's all I got for you all. We'll see y'all. Love y'all.